120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So ends the reading of God's word. You may be seated, please. This morning we get back into the topic of what difference does God make in our lives. And if you look at that passage that Pastor Mary just read, you may be thinking to yourself, what the heck does that have to do with this topic? What are we talking about today? Anybody know? Anybody paying attention to the series? We're talking about loneliness today. So then you can say again, what the heck does that have to do with loneliness? I want you to notice a couple of verses that were just read. First of all, Moses was a part of this, right? What was happening to Moses? What was the big event going on here? Yeah, the big event is Moses wasn't going. Joshua was, and he was going to get to take the people. Can you imagine how you felt if you were the people? What? Moses isn't going? He's our leader. We trust him. Look at verse 3. So throw verse 3 up here. I want you to see something. The Lord your God himself will do what? Cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you as the Lord said. I want you to notice that the Lord our God himself will cross over ahead of us. Now, when we talk about loneliness, this whole idea of loneliness is, is centered within. It isn't something that is outside that makes us lonely. It is what is inside that makes us lonely. And I want us to notice that God goes ahead of us, that God cares enough for us, just as he cared for the people there, that he will go ahead of us, that he will take care of the things that are out there so that we can take care of the things that are in here. Now look at verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Is that good information for you? Is that good direction for you to go? Always good, doesn't matter what. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. You don't have to have them as people. You could have them as anything. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Will you share that last passage with me, starting with four there? Let's read it together. For the Lord your God... Wait, and then they move it. <laughs> okay, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you believe that? You see, this is the key to this whole topic of loneliness. 
to know that the Lord our God goes with us, that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. What difference does it make to be a Christian? The difference it makes is that God is there and he is for us. And he will not leave us and he will not, what? Forsake us. Now, do you get the hint what's going on? I don't care if you don't hear anything else of what is said this morning. If you take that part of that passage and apply it to your life, you're going to be victorious in all kinds of things. Today we're talking about loneliness. Next week we're talking about self-image. If we understand that the Lord our God goes with us, he must care about us an awful lot, doesn't he? He will not leave us and he will not forsake us. That is exciting news. And the difference it makes only makes a difference if we will apply that to our lives. If we'll place that in our hearts and in our minds and know that God goes with us. He goes before us. He will not forsake us. He loves you and me and he cares about you and me. You notice the title of this passage or the message? What's the title there? Stop it. See, if I was hard-hearted, if I was cruel, I would say, if you are lonely, stop it. But I would never do that because I'm very pastoral. <laughs> Have you seen that Geico commercial? Have you seen that with the, the counselor, the psychologist who was the... Uh, yeah, you, you remember that, don't you? Yeah, he was the drill sergeant, wasn't he? And I love that. I'd like to do that sometimes, but I'm much too pastoral. You know, if we could just get across in our minds that we have something to say about this whole thing, that if we really could take charge of our lives as God takes charge of our lives, that would make all the difference in a lot of these things that we're talking about in this series. This morning, though, because I am so pastoral, I'm going to give you some things that might help you as you place yourself in this area of loneliness. And, and by the way, loneliness is something that all of us visit once in a while. Some of us stay there for quite a long time. And, and I, I don't want you to think that I don't feel for you if you find yourself being lonely. You know, it sounds like I'm awfully hard-hearted and cold-hearted up here. Well, I, I'm not. I, I hurt for you. So I, I want you to listen carefully because you are the ones who get to decide what you do with this whole thing of loneliness. It's not easy. I will tell you that. It's not easy. But as you begin to look at this and as you begin to understand these th six things, maybe just maybe it will be of advantage to you. It will be a, a help to you. Okay, number one, and I know there's no room on your bulletin to write it, so just write it in the corners or on the sides or something. And that is to realize what this whole area, this topic of loneliness is about. And what this area of loneliness is about is I, me. You know, we become the center of our known world. We become the center of life. And if we realize that when loneliness comes, 
All we are doing is we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about the position we're in. We're thinking about how we feel. It's an I type thing. It's a, a me type thing. And only when we can get to the point where we see that this loneliness idea, this thought of loneliness is an act of the will. When we can begin to see that and understand that, then we put the proper perspective upon it. And we begin to look at it and say, okay, this is within me. I can do something about this. And yet, maybe, God, I need your help. In fact, yes, God, I, I do need your help. But I can make a difference in my life. So the first thing is realize what it is. It's something internal. It's something within us. The second thing I would say to you is be honest with yourself and with God. So the question comes as, as we find ourselves in moments of loneliness or maybe in a life of loneliness, are we really comfortable there? Do we really want to get out of that kind of life? Or do we find that as maybe better for us? You know, woe is me, nobody likes me. Nobody picks me on their team. I'm always the last one to go. Nobody thinks about me. Nobody cares. You know, Friday night, I went up to Kent with Marsha, my wife, and we went to hear Josh McDowell speak. And as he spoke, he shared about the loneliness that he felt. And he shared about how hard that was for him. My friends, I... I understand that. I understand that it is an I-me type of thing. But I also understand that as I begin to understand myself better, or as he began to understand himself better, that he was able to say, okay, I can do something about this. And, and even better, as he began to understand and be honest with God, something clicked in his mind. And he realized that God already knows how he feels. But when he was able to open up to God and say, this is what I'm feeling, this is where I'm hurting, then all of a sudden a new light shone on all of this. And he was able to deal more with this loneliness that he was experiencing. So realize what this loneliness is. Be honest with yourself and with God. You know, have you ever come to the point where you said, you know, I got a problem. You know, I need to do something about this. Until we get to that point, we can't do anything about anything. We have to really decide, do I want to do something about this? Understand yourself. Be honest with yourself. And be honest with God. The third thing is to realize the importance of others. Others are an important part of who we are. I mean, we can make it so it isn't, but... It is. It is important. Do you realize that when Jesus was going through some very difficult things, what did he do? He gathered his disciples around him. Do you remember when he was nearing his death and he wanted to go and he wanted to pray? He wanted to go be alone? But what did he do? He took his disciples with him and asked them to stay and to pray. I mean, he wanted to be alone with God, but he wanted others 
to be with him as well. You remember what happens in that situation, don't you? He asks them to pray. He goes praying. He comes back. They're sleeping. Great disciples. Don't let me catch any of you sleeping out there, okay? So he goes away again, and he comes back, and they're sleeping again. You know, his heart was breaking, and I'm sure that didn't help him at all. He needed others, just as we need others. You know, as we talk about this direction of going to small groups, I, we don't talk that way just because we all of a sudden came up with this great idea and said, hey, small groups, let's do small groups. But we realize what comes with small groups, and part of that is the support. Part of that is walking together through life with other people. You know, one of the problems we have in this country is, is the independence we want, or at least we think we need. And we think, I can be my man or my woman, and so I'm going to go off and do my thing. The problem is, is that gets awfully lonely. The more and more we realize that if we can come together, if we can bear one another's burdens, if we have a place to share our hearts and not be judged about that, where people come and pray for us and love on us and support us, you know, that's what makes life really good. Because others, we need them. We need them desperately. Guys, we got the biggest problem. Do you realize that? It's so hard for us to get together with other men and to open our hearts, to share. Last night, I was with some of Marcia's family, and of course, the, the women were all together just talking, 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 and us guys were sitting there watching the football game. Awfully easy for us to do that. And yet if we're going to grow, if we're going to be more than what we really are, we need others to be a part. Cast your burdens. Cast them. Cast them upon God, but share them with others that you might be held high, that you might be supported. But the fourth thing I would share with you and that is to practice God's presence. You see, it's important to have the support of others, but can I trust you all the time? Will you be there for me if I need you? And of course, we'd all say, sure, sure. You know, but... The problem with people is people let us down every now and then, don't they? The nice thing about God is he doesn't. That he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That we can count on him. That we can cast our burdens upon him. That we can hear him say, I will be with you always till the end of time. See, that's the good news. To know that God is there. And when we practice his presence, it doesn't matter if people are around us or not. It doesn't matter if we've just been rejected or we haven't been chosen for the team or, or we've lost our job or, or whatever it might be that's causing us to be lonely. God is there. 
He is there for us to hold on to. Sometimes we just kind of walk hand in hand with God. Sometimes we just kind of walk side by side with God. And other times we just hold on tight, don't we? And in those times of loneliness, when it really gets bad, when we think nobody cares, God cares. You realize that God sent his only begotten son because he cared about us? You realize that? You see, it's important to have friends around us. It's important to be in a small group, but it's so much more important to have the presence of God. To know that he really does care. That he really does love us. That he really does want us. He says, I will never desert you. I will never, what was the next thing? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is there for us. Others may let us down, but God will not let us down. How many times have you reached out to him? How many times when you've been feeling low and maybe the lowest of low, you scream, you cry out to God, oh Lord, oh Lord, I need you. I need you so badly. Hold me, Lord. Hold me. You know, in the church, we're going through some of the things with, with people who are dying. And, you know, it's hard for us as a pastoral staff to, to deal with families that are hurting like this because, you know, we can't help but take on that hurt. And yet we can tell them and we can tell ourselves, hold on. Hold on to God, that he will walk with us through this loneliness, through this valley of the shadow of death. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being there. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you that I can trust you. Number five. And that is get involved with others. You know, not only be a part of a group with others, but, but get involved with others. Begin to serve one another. Come to that point where you understand that the scripture says, let the strong take care of the weak. To understand that we are to look at and take care of the interests of others. Do you see what happens here? Is, is we find ourselves getting into a situation where all we can think about is me, me, me. And if things are going great, if we just made that big deal, or if our team just won, or whatever it might be, it's like, yeah, life is good. But when it isn't, when we lost that deal or our team lost, oh, those huskies. You know, you Cougar fans, I want you to know this. Yesterday, I turned off the Huskies and I turned on the Cougars. I've drank the Kool-Aid. At least they were in the game. You know, when we are feeling down, what are we doing? We're only thinking about ourselves. And yet, when we become involved in the life of others... There is a need for us. 
You know, it breaks my heart when I hear about somebody who's committed suicide. I mean, it breaks my heart just because of what happened, but it breaks my heart because here is one person who feels like they're so alone or, or life is so terrible, and I just think what a waste that is because they could be involved in other people's lives. They could take part in other people's lives. They could, they could help other people in the needs that they have. If we realize that when we step that direction, that all of a sudden that me, 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 or that I type of thing that we talked about, that that changes because we begin to think about the needs of somebody else. And we begin to see that life really is important and it does not center upon us, but there are other needs out there. This last week, I went to a ministerial luncheon and, and we had this lady from the Star Project, has nothing to do with me, but the Star Project, and, and she was sharing about the needs in the schools, the elementary schools today and in the high schools, and the junior highs today, in the middle schools, and, and she was sharing, I mean, she was sharing about Daffodil Valley Elementary right over here, and she was talking about how, how a few years ago that it was 40-some percent of the students were on low income on the lunches and breakfasts that are, are provided, and she says now that number is up over 60 percent of the students there, you know, need to be helped, and she says we need people to teach them to read with them, to sit with them, to listen to them, to help them with their math, just to be a friend with them. And I think, oh my goodness. How could I be lonely if I throw myself into a child's life? If I throw myself into a need that is there? You know, I had to laugh when your little girl was dancing down. How beautiful that was. You people in the back, you couldn't see her. But as the praise team was singing, she was just dancing around and had this big smile on her face, and it's wonderful. How can we be lonely when, when we can throw our lives into a child? And it doesn't matter if it's in elementary school or if it's at the junior high or, or if it's even in one of our church programs here. If it's in Awana and, and, and we are taking part in listening to children share memory verses. Do you know they need people to listen to children share memory verses? How can we be lonely when we understand that we're making a difference in a life, in a life of a child, or in the life of an adult, when we walk side by side, or hand in hand, or arm in arm? Last one, number six. And in number six, this is going to go off a little different. And, and I would say enhance and embrace the alone times. You know, all of us are going to have lone times. All of us are going to have these moments when it just seems like the world is just passing us by. That's the kind of world we're in, isn't it? that you have to be busy and you have to be going and you have to do things. And maybe on those moments when we feel so alone, maybe instead of saying, oh, woe is me because nobody cares, we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this respite. Thank you for this chance just to, to walk with you. 
Thank you for a chance of stillness to hear that still, small voice. Thank you for that chance for me to just open up and be ministered to by you. Remember Elijah? You remember when he was so down, when he was so depressed, when he was so alone, and yet he heard that still, small voice. Embrace those moments. Know that God cares and have that time of togetherness. You know, loneliness is not a good thing, usually. Loneliness, we get so caught up in ourselves, but it does not have to stay that way. It is a warning to us to begin to reach out to God, to bathe in his presence, to reach out to others and see where we can help them carry their load, where we can walk with them the next mile. And when we begin to understand that God loves us so much that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, when we understand that we are needed here in other people's lives, and all of a sudden that loneliness begins to go away. But it is an act of the will. It is us coming and saying, yes, yes, Lord. Let me be something to somebody. Let me walk with them. Let me walk with you. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. In the lonely times, thank you that we can come to you and just draw closer to you. But Lord, in those times, also help us to realize that there are others there, and you are there. And we still can come and be who you'd have us be. Lord, I pray for those who may be out here right now, who may be feeling that loneliness. Let them right now feel your presence. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We could now have the ushers receive the offering. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail